Welcome, welcome, welcome to everybody's favorite cinema podcast, Looking California and Film Minnesota. I am Michael McCaffrey. I'm the Looking California portion of the program. God help us. And uh, I'm an acting coach and a writer. And I'm joined by none other than the Barry Anderson. I'm just granting myself a title of the. Uh, I'm the feeling Minnesota part of it. When, uh, uh, yeah. And uh, we're here to uh, we'll talk about cinema, but now we're starting to blur the lines because it's not just cinema in the big screen, because obviously there is no big screen anymore. Uh, everything's gone to streaming and online. No television, no movies. It's just streaming. So we decided that we'd tackle a, another series. So what are what are we talking about today? Yes, this is our, if I'm not mistaken, our second little TV show that we're going to talk about. Uh, I think the first was The Queen's Gambit. I could be wrong about that. And the second one is Ted Lasso, the Apple TV Plus show that uh, premiered uh, last August and then came out with some more series and uh, some uh, episodes um, in the fall. So it was, there are 12 episodes altogether, I think. No, 10 episodes. Yes. 10 episodes. Uh, it's on Apple TV Plus, which is, let's be frank about Apple TV Plus. <laughs> it's it's a confounding experience <laughs> trying to trying to use and get Apple TV Plus. I've had it free for over a year and have never watched it just because. Welcome I couldn't to get being it. everyone else in America, which is yeah. why it was funny when I stumbled across. I think I think I was looking at my TV when like tiles together all of the services you have so you're not like going into one and it came up and i, I like um um is, is it jason sudeikis or is it the yeah yeah but uh, you know something caught my eye and then i'm like oh it's on apple plus and you're like oh i don't think i've ever watched anything on apple plus <laughs> i'm like right. why is that on apple plus <laughs> and so i clicked on it and watched it and i was like instantly i'm like this is their signature show like this is the show that like could get people to like actually click on Apple Plus, watch something, and go, oh, maybe there's something else in this you know platform I'd like, right? Because uh, yeah, well, so I I like I said I had Apple Plus free for a year, and because I had bought a computer, and they said, oh, you get Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus free. I'm like, okay, great, but I couldn't get it on my Kindle. Uh, I have a, a Fire a TV. And I couldn't get it on that because it was an older version. So you couldn't download yep. the app because, it, you know, and I'm like, oh, OK, well, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch a show or a movie on my computer. Yep. Like, it's just nothing I ever think of. And then I got a fire stick for uh, for Christmas because we got a second TV and I'm like, oh, OK, well, let's set this. Up. And then I could get Apple TV on that one because it was new. And then Apple TV out of the blue just reaches out to me and says, oh, hey, we're giving you another six months for free. And I'm like, hey, that great. I haven't used it, but sure. And then I went, oh, my friend Barry Anderson from Minneapolis, the great white north, told me about this show. Why don't I watch it? And so I watched it and I loved the show. Yeah. Now, I, I, I still you. haven't watched anything else on Apple TV. <laughs> But the show is good enough that I might, in six months, if I don't get another free six months, I might actually pay for Apple TV, which is funny because they have nothing. 
there's like nothing there that I really give a crap about except for this show. Yeah. Well, it, just this isn't a, a movie about tech problems, but I recommended to my parents that they should watch the show. And yeah. they had, I mean, their TV's not that old. You know, it's, it's got all the smart TV functions. But again, it wouldn't let you load on the Apple app. Yeah. So they would have to plug in their laptop, get an HDMI cable. You know, it was a huge ordeal and they didn't want to do it. So for Christmas, they bought a <laughs> their TV was fine, but they brought a brand new one so they could load on <laughs> Apple Plus and then they watched it and they loved it. And it's funny that it's the little show that not a lot of people know about, but everybody who has watched it, it's like has to tell everybody they know because it's just yeah. it's one oh. of those ones that you, you just have to like let people know. And yet it's still everybody you talk to, it's like, I've never opened the app. I don't know how to get it on my thing. And you're like, what, a, what? I mean, like, a, what a conundrum <laughs> to be in if you're Apple. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I have recommended this show to absolutely everybody I've spoken to. I don't think anybody's watched it. Yeah. And I keep trying to explain to them. And we should get into what the show is because people aren't going to know. So Ted, Lasso no, they love, is this is the good stuff. This is this is going to skyrocket <laughs> to the top. <laughs> but it's, but I mean, I think but the reason I think it's good to talk about it is I think if people have, I think a lot of people bought a new iPhone or something like that, they probably have the free service and they, and don't, they don't, don't even know it. Probably. They don't, they don't yeah. know it or they haven't looked at it. So I think give it, you know, I don't want people to go look for it, to get frustrated and give up. It's like, you got to power through that because once you, I mean, even if you have to watch it on your stupid iPhone or your laptop, do it. Like, don't, don't let that be the barrier to entry. Cause the show is absolutely worth your time. And the irony is, is that the show, Ted Lasso, it's about an American football coach who he's super, he, he's successful with Wichita State and he, he, they win a, a Division II championship with him as a coach. But he becomes famous because they capture him dancing after they win the championship in the locker room and it goes viral on YouTube. And so then he gets hired to coach a British soccer team, football, football. Yeah, and go. so he goes over there to coach this team is it's a total uh, fish out of water type thing. Yep. But what the show is really about is about optimism. Yes. And this relentless optimism in a very, very cynical and skeptical and pessimistic world. And that's the irony of, trying to get apple tv plus to work <laughs> is that you have to remain <laughs> relentlessly optimistic in trying to figure out because i no joke i probably over the the last year have tried to download <laughs> apple tv to my old fire tv probably like 12 times i do it once a month and i'm like maybe i'm doing it wrong maybe i'm an idiot these are all <laughs> very viable answers but i'm just like this can't happen and then finally i got the new fire stick and it was a piece of cake but it's just like why do they make it so difficult my lord anyway the show it stars jason sudeikis um and a host of other people that aren't really famous uh i'll, I'll name them the assistant to the owner of the club i think he was in things like um uh downton abbey i think he's a big name oh yeah 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 so I think there's yeah. some that like if you watch a lot of British shows, you might find a, a person or two. You're like, oh, I loved him in that. Yeah. Or I loved her in that. Yeah. So that's Jeremy Swift. The other uh, co-stars are Hannah Waddingham. Um, 
Nick Mohammed. Juno Temple is the other one. She plays uh, this sort of uh, influencer. Um, she's been around. I've seen her before. She's quite good. Is that, and, the, is that uh, the girlfriend of the football star? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. She, she was just, I just watched her in another movie and she, she's got some chops. She's good. Yeah. She's, she's quite good. Um, and so the, the, the show is a fish out of water sitcom. And again, it's Jason Sudeikis. He developed the show. It's based on a character, which I didn't realize this, a character that NBC sports was using for promos for their premier league coverage. And then they just developed it into a TV show, which is kind of funny. Um, but here's the thing I, I'm I, for anybody who listens to this podcast, both of you and <laughs> anybody who reads my work, I, I am a pretty cynical human being. <laughs> and is, is I'm very skeptical and sort of dark pessimistic person um this show is absolutely contagious the energy it has and it's not like knee slappingly funny no it 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 isn't like uproarious or anything but like it has such an infectious energy to it and the, the, the key to it, of course, is Jason Sudeikis, who gives a staggeringly good performance. Yes, he does. That he, is, he better I mean, be nominated, if not win an Emmy, for his role. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he brings such energy to this role. It's amazing. And, he, and it's not just like a one-note sort of character where it's just a guy who's like blindly op- optimistic. He's not an idiot. Yeah, And that's the key to the show is that this is a guy who's self-aware, but he refuses to give in to those darker impulses. And Sudeikis plays it really beautifully. And I'm not particularly a fan of this. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of uh, agnostic on him, but boy, he is great in this show. And I keep telling people of all ages that like this show is perfect. It's <laughs> it's perfect. It is. And it's because it's the age we live in is so cynical. And here is this character who is besieged on all sides. And yet he ref- he's relentlessly optimistic. And it is just I I couldn't believe how compelling I found it, how captivating I found it. And I just loved it. And it bummed me out when it ended. I know. And the cool thing about the show is that it never it, it, it's ne- it never gets into fan service. It never gives the audience what it's craving. It's, it's actually the, the sort of the setting of it and the narrative of it. Like just because Ted Lasso is super optimistic, things don't work yeah. out often. <laughs> Correct. Well, yeah. But they also, they, they, don't, they don't never work out and they don't always work out. Yeah. So it's like, it's a, it's a realistic scenario he's in even though obviously this would never happen in real life, but, but his optimism is so alien to everyone else that, that, that they just can't believe this guy. They think he's an idiot, but he's not. And it's, it, I, I just, I love this show. I couldn't believe how much I loved it. I wow. And I was like, I was trying, I'm trying to get my mom to watch it because it's perfect for like 
somebody who doesn't want any sort of hard edged, yes, you know, stuff. I'm trying to get another buddy of mine who's like going through a tough time. I'm like, you got to watch this thing. It's you'll love it. I have another buddy who's like uh, into this sort of, uh, you know, awareness, uh, uh, you know, being optimistic stuff. I'm trying to get him to watch it because I'm like, dude, this is you, man. This is your life. And so I just think people should watch it. Now, it would be really great if Apple TV worked and then people <laughs> could actually tune in and watch the damn thing. But it's, I guess that's part of it's like some meta narrative that like you have to be so optimistic and never give up to be able to watch the show about being so optimistic and never giving up. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I, how long did it take me to convince you to actually watch it? I oh, mean, it's, it took a long time. It took a long time. And it, you told me, I think, in September about the show. I didn't watch it till yeah, about three weeks ago. And someone, someone had said, and it's literally a perfect analogy that, like, in the state, especially in you know the world, but especially in America right now, like this was the show that all American needed. Like, it's yes. like the medicine to not make you feel like tense or not feeling like you know just like the whole world's falling apart or nothing's worth it or you know everything's coming to an end again like you said what is brilliant about the show is that number one there's humor which there's never enough humor and i know i know a lot of people who hate sitcoms because you know the fake laugh track it's forced you know these things and then you have a lot of the shows like you know modern family you know it's a single single camera setup and it's kind of funny but it's like kind of quirky and weird and there's something about this show that it's a fake world that all the problems are exactly the things that everybody deals with in the real world so it's like there's a familiarity and a connection as an audience of any age and any stage of life can connect to the characters are interesting and nuanced enough that they're not like oh that's the annoying guy at the bar that's going to say that every time you know Every time that the show got to a point where like, oh, I think that's going to happen, then like there would be a change. And you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. And now that opens up a little bit more that the story could tell or that it could go. And there's just something about it where it makes you feel like, oh, yeah, humans aren't all bad. Oh, yeah. If we don't just label everyone and put them in a, in a box over there, there's ways to make genuine connection or genuinely influence someone or genuinely like you know, come to an understanding where then working together, you can do X, Y, Z. It's just, I think what a lot of has happened to the world right now is there's a lot of like coming in my side, going in your side. We don't talk to people over there. We don't do that. If you, you know, believe this sort of thing, or if you are that sort of person, everybody's got to go in their corner. And what I loved about the show is it was like, if you're just nice to people, if you just give people a chance, if you can just get in there, you know, you might think a perspective, you might assume the other person's having a perspective, but if you get a chance to get to know them and, and get to that point, you can go like, oh, okay, there is some common ground here on something. And there's just, I think it just shows like a connection and a genuine caring for those around you in, in a way that it finds to bring people together as opposed to labeling. And I just, I just think it's so, it's so difficult. It's almost hard to you know, point out just how difficult it is to fi find that fine line of it's kind of a preposterous world. So don't make it go in this, you know, candy fake world. How do you actually put in real human drama within that, that doesn't get heavy and take away from the humor, 
but also like you said don't make it turn into formulaic where you're like oh, okay this is the t okay that's what happens and it just it it navigated a minefield that almost every other attempt of this happens and at the end of it you're standing and you're like oh my god we made it and you're like can we keep yes, going yeah like most people if they got through a minefield they'd be like oh I never want to go back there again. And the audience is all like, oh my God, I will walk through that minefield every day with you. And it's just, it, it has a power that I'm not, I can't think of a show in recent memory that was that, it like, it, I, it sounds almost stupid to say this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with it. It almost hit you in a soul. Like it wasn't like, it just, it connected with you and you're like, oh my God. I need this. Like I want, yeah. I want people like this in my life. I want to be more like that. And it's like a yep. weird, it's like how many things point out the bad and the terrible and that. And this was a movie that didn't try to show you fake saccharine goodness. It showed you a path where you're like, I want to be a better person. I want to do things that are like that. And you're like, wow, it makes people want to be better. I mean, how many TV shows, especially comedies, can you say, makes people want to actually change and be better. And you're like, that's a, I don't know if I've ever <laughs> can think of a show like that. That's right. not something like a, you know, like I know Mike Rowe does those, you know, the give back where it's all about people who are either downtrodden or done amazing things. Like that's when you feel it. But this is just literally scripted television. Like this isn't showing people that curing cancer <laughs> or like, you know, building a house for someone when they didn't have any money. I mean, this is just people, you know, playing with a European football soccer league. Right. They're all kind of rich and spoiled. And you're like, wow, th there's a lot to be said about humanity here. It's so interesting you talk about it as a minefield because it is true. I had expectations going into the show. I didn't, I didn't expect a whole lot. But what was interesting to me is that the show could have been so derivative. Yes. And it could have made such predictable plot points. So the basic premise, and, and we're going to try not to give any Big major story. spoilers away. But there will but be the, stuff. If you, if you want it to be completely, like, the part of the charm is you just go in and you have no idea what you're going to watch. If you true. haven't watched it, you know, please. It's definitely a binge-worthy show. And they're only, like, they're less than 30 minutes. So mm -hmm. this isn't, like, a massive time commitment. And I guarantee after, you know, two, three shows, you're not going to want to shut off your TV. You're going to want to yeah. like, oh, I can, just, I can power this. You'll coast through it. Yeah. So it, the basic premise of the show is that the reason Ted Lasso was hired to come coach a sport he's never played or, and knows nothing about in, in England is that the owner of the team is a woman who inherited the team from her husband who was cheating on her. She got it in the, in the divorce. And it's the only thing her ex-husband loves. And so she wants to destroy the team. And so she hires this guy who knows nothing and thinks, oh, okay. And so she goes about trying to undermine everything the coach does and the team does. And so it's the basic premise. It's not exactly the same, but it's like Major League, the movie from yeah. whatever, 1989 or something. And, uh, you know, which is, again, Major League is, is a fun little movie. If you like baseball, it's a fun movie. Um, so I kept expecting that sort of narrative yeah that you know the, oh that's she's the bad person and ted lasso's the good person and then this is where we go from here 
But what makes the the show so good, and this is this is true across the board, every character is multidimensional. Yes. And so Ted Lasso embodies, I wrote this down. He embodies kindness, thoughtfulness, and generosity of spirit. He is, in essence, a Christ figure, right? Yeah. So he is he's this outsider brought into this cynical dark world and he's the light. But the interesting thing is he's a flawed person. And the show shows that and they don't, you know, hide from it. They 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 part of the humor is him running from his pain and he's using this optimism to to do that. The 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 owner of the team is is a very well-rounded multi-dimensional character um by the way I, the... I love her character arc oh i agree me like, too yeah it, it, one of the best character arcs in the first series is the is the owner and I, i'll let you continue with that but i'm going to say one thing is i watched you know an older movie lean on me with morgan freeman and what struck me about that is the fact that the hero character had flaws all the way to the third act and what I and what I loved about the show is you could see when things were softening or changing in their heads, but they still made decisions that as an audience drove you crazy, but yet you knew there was still chance that they could keep going a different direction or they could pivot and go the other direction. You didn't, you didn't know how that river was going to break, but like it, there was a nuance there of letting people make decisions and how are they going to go? Are they going to choose a good road or are they going to go down a bad road? And it was like, it wasn't like they had an epiphany and they changed. It was like small river breaks and sometimes yeah. it would bend back and then it would come over. And it was, it was done so effectively, but also it's a nuance and there is no, especially in a sitcom nuance. Are you kidding? Right. I yep. don't know. I don't know if that's ever been done. And that's, that's the brilliance that I, I also feel in real life. There is no nuance. Everything's good. Everything's bad. You're this, you're that. And there's no chance of redemption. There's no chance of change. It's just all or nothing. And the show kind of shows you in, in the human condition, the change can be like a winding river and it takes people and influence, but you got to give it time. It's not like snap your fingers. Right. You know, we're all in the same, in the, in the same boat rowing the same way. Well, and, and just the, the twists and turns of the plot. So um, like Juno Temple's character, she plays this model who is sort of, you know, aging out of her, her charm. And she is nothing like you'd expect her to be. No. And she, she consistently surprises you with that. Her boyfriend is one of my favorite characters. He's played by Phil Dunster. The character's name is Jamie Tatt. <laughs> and uh, I, I just, Jamie Tatt, uh, he's like this, you know, pretty boy, superstar, soccer player, who's just a total narcissist and all these things. But like, as the show wears on, you start to see, and it's the same with Ted Lasso. People aren't just their characteristics. They aren't just their behavior. The show allows that behavior to come first. And so you see it and it's amusing. But then you begin, they unravel it and you begin to see where it comes from. Yeah. And so it gives these people, they're, they're not cartoonish. They appear at first to be. Yes. But as the show goes along, they, that goes away. Um, even, even Jeremy Swift, the guy who plays Leslie Higgins, the assistant to the owner, 
like there's a there's a, a plot twist with him where it's just hysterical where he's playing the bass yes yes <laughs> it's just like comes out of nowhere nowhere like, but i mean what it, is it, happening but it, as soon as that happens you, you know you realize that i think that's fairly late i don't know yeah it's late seven yeah. or something like that but you're just like they still keep you on your toes yeah like after, usually after 10 episodes you're kind of like all right, rinse, wash, repeat. It's like comfort food. This, you were still on the, the rapids. You know, it can be a call. None of it, <laughs> none of it was predictable. And that's the thing because it could have been so derivative and like, oh, okay, we're going to hit A, B, C, and D. It never, ever went where I expected it to go. Never. And that's stunning to behold. Now, again, the show, I mean, we're, we're ranting and raving about how great it is. In terms of like being a comedy or whatever, like it is not hysterically funny no. in, in the in the conventional sense. It's just very well made. And it is funny. I mean, to, yeah. don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. There are moments that are funny, but I would say if you want to sit down, whatever your mood is, if you're kind of bored or tired or, you know, depressed or whatever, this movie, you will basically sit for whatever, 24 minutes with a smile on your face feeling like you're in like a sauna or having a massage you, at the end of it. You just feel like, ah, like the world's like a little bit better. It's like, it's, a, it's the strangest description when watching the show, but it's it, you know what, for me, I spend my time because of a portion of my profession swimming in the septic tank. That is our culture. And I, to be frank, dislike it. <laughs> I, I'm just like, oh, I'm so, this is just so gross. And so I, I'm just covered in the filth and the, the excrement of, of our culture. And watching this show was like taking a shower. Yeah. It was just so cleansing and so invigorating. And, and you, feel, you feel charged in, you the, do. in the best way. It's like it recharges your batteries. It I reminds you of the possibility of what people can be like of what you can be like yeah yeah and both. And, and you know like you, you you go back out into the world and it, it it's hard to remember that sometimes <laughs> but like it that's the thing about it and it's i i saw i read somewhere just the other day somebody had written a thing about it and they described it as comfort food and i thought well i, I guess but it strikes me as much more than that because yeah. comfort food feels good when you eat it. And then you end up, you're sort of bloated and you, you feel yeah. like shit afterwards, but this doesn't work that way. This I'm going to come up with a terrible analogy. I had, okay, a, good. I, I had a shoot years ago. I went to go do this interview and it was like on a commune thing where people went, like if they had, you know, weird illnesses. And if you ate like vegan food and did these certain things, like you would be cured. And it felt, Oh, I, I know all about this from a friend of mine. Yeah. But I like, because I was filming there, I had to go into their, you know, communal mess hall to eat vegan food. And I'm not a vegan. And let me tell you the times I've eaten vegan hasn't been the flavorful, you know, smorgasbord of like, Oh, <laughs> I want more of this, but it was bizarre because you went in there and everything looked appealing like it was like wow okay this looks good and i ate it and it was delicious and i felt good and i'm like huh i'm like who would have thought that this was possible 
and it's kind of like that where you go in and you you have a certain expectation of the show or what you know sitcoms are and you kind of you know you're expecting one thing but then you're kind of like oh well this is not exactly what i thought and i really like it and it's like that sort of like a a change and it's just it's delightful and one of the things i want to point out that i think is really interesting because i think the best we've talked about this there's a lot of shows movies that try to have a point you know they're trying to want to you know point at you know the current political you know situation or you know what they perceive as you know kind of how society's working and it's not done subtly it's very heavy-handed and very kind of almost preachy and what i love about this is there are elements of the show that if you kind of dissect it almost like you would like a you know philosophy or like a you know like maybe something like you know uh theological where you're trying to analyze what's going on and there's a lot of really good stuff under the hood as you'd say and one of the things i absolutely love is the preposterous nature of taking an american football coach that's in a whatever d2 league giving him to and if you know anything if you've ever been to europe and you have any idea of the passion for their soccer teams their football teams over there i mean it would be like taking someone who was like a bocce ball person and giving him to like the dallas cowboys i mean you you have a zero percent chance of winning anyone over it's just going to be a bloodbath and the argument is ted lasso knows nothing and he even admits it like i don't know anything about the sport i'm going to be learning and therefore that automatically rules him out that he can't do the job and they figure out as the show goes along you know, right now, our our society in the world worships experts. If you're an expert in something, you know, your word is like paramount in all subjects. And what I loved about this is he didn't know anything about soccer, but he knew about leadership. He knew about yeah. And in like so that's like he was a a true leader that maybe wasn't the best at any one thing, but he had the wisdom to get the people around him to be his, you know, his you know assistant coach who i love by the way their relationship yeah he's great one of the most charming things ever but you you realize that like oh okay you know if they would have got the original coach he knew everything there was about soccer and then you see his character and you're like huh maybe he isn't the best coach and you see dead last over like well there's clearly he can't be a coach and then as you watch it you're like well, maybe 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 he can i don't know but right. you're like maybe and i just love the fact that it kind of takes preconceived notions and just over the course of the show keeps making you have to readjust your direction in your head like oh wait can this work can it not is this really a better way to do it could this actually work in real life could i apply this to me and it's such an active mind kind of you know, space to be in when watching a sitcom and it's just it's wonderful <laughs> it's wonderful people watch it please watch it yeah it's funny when you talk about that with Ted Lasso it, he, not being an expert because he isn't but he is an expert on human nature yes and and, and leadership which is you know I, I think Vince Lombardi was a it, one of his first jobs was as a coach like for the freshman football team at Fordham or something like, like that it was, which was his alma mater and uh, he was also the coach of the basketball team and he didn't know anything about basketball, nothing, had never played it, knew nothing about basketball. And he was totally successful as a basketball yeah. coach because he's a great coach, yes. right? And th that's the point with Ted Lasso is that he, that relentless optimism in the face of this sea of negativity, which 
as you know, if you follow any sort of European sport, I mean, forget it, man. They make yeah. us look like pikers over here. And he he does it. And it's he goes through the whole thing. And that's what I love about the show is that Ted faces all of these obstacles. And he doesn't overcome all of them. In right. fact, he doesn't overcome most of them. But that never stops him. Correct. So his personal life issues, uh, the media, like the the yeah. I thought that character, the way they handled that storyline oh. with the with the guy from the the yep. Independent or the Guardian, whatever it was, was great. And you know, dealing with his own players, dealing yeah. with his coach, and even, all even the these, fan, the local fans at the pub, the local <laughs> fans, yes. It, and he just is relentlessly optimistic, and eventually, on some level, people sort of stop thinking he's full of shit and start thinking oh wow he's this is a good guy <laughs> you know well, even if it's not that big of a change there's just like i mean i'm trying to stay away from spoilers but there's like they'll say things like oh well you know i i misjudged him but he's still a bad coach like right it, yeah it, it, the winning is never like okay you're on my side and now it's like you know there's a monument and i'm here and it's like stayed it, everything is fluid but what I what I absolutely love about the show is the fact that I, I think when you approach a show like this, if you're going to have those character arcs, it would be so easy to be like, well, geez, if we fix the problems, we don't have multiple seasons. If we keep all the problems and keep manufacturing them, well, then how does it not get derivative? And what's great is anytime he doesn't win or doesn't win fully or only wins a small battle, the optimism can still be there because it's a long game. Nothing, right. yeah. you know, nothing's like, hey, if we don't win the next game, everything's you know not going to work. It's like he can see farther than everyone else. And so there's just always, you know, it's just kind of like, hey, if you whatever they say, how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time. That's right. a perfect analogy for him because everyone else is so consumed with what's right in front all the time. And it's like he's the captain up on the <laughs> perch of the boat. And he's like, we're fine. We, we, you know, there might be ways, but we're, we're going to get there. And after a while, you're like... I want people like that. I want to have a philosophy like that. I want to be able to have that peace and happiness and the relationships and be able to like, you know, have the impact that he does. And you're like, my God, I want to be like Ted Lasso. Right. <laughs> like, and you're like, is it comedy? Well, I, I feel this way. And it's just because they, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I really, I don't know when the Emmys come out and stuff like that, but this show, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that more people find it. I hope that there's awards. I hope, I know that they announced there's going to be a second season and there's going to be more than 10 episodes. So I, I know everybody I know that's ever seen it are like you and me. They're just like, tell people. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like if something's on like Netflix, you can recommend and people just like, okay, I'll turn it on. And I don't know right. why it's such a boulder to get people to watch this show. And I know we talked about a little bit at the top that it's not easy, but I'm like, you have a phone put it on your phone and watch it like i don't care if you're in this in the toilet stall watch the dang show and you're gonna I, get hooked i just think people I, because i'm the same way i hate watching stuff on my computer but it's just like it's so true it's like first of all apple plus let <laughs> here's the thing with apple plus unlike netflix it doesn't have a big library of yeah. material it's all original stuff and I just have zero interest in like watching the morning show or whatever yeah. nonsense they have on there. Um, and who knows? I, Ted Lasso is the only reason I think it, 
I think Apple Plus is like four ninety nine a month or something. But again, I'm not paying for it. I have it for free. Yeah, well, so most people do, correct? Yeah. So I don't know if I would ever pay for it, but it, I might if if Ted Lasso comes back. But it's just it's so interesting that it's you need a show like this, and other streaming services are trying to do it with like Friends or you know uh, The Simpsons or whatever, or The Office, where I think like. Uh, what was it called? The the NBC one that just uh, started streaming. Um, oh, the Peacock. Network. Peacock, yeah. So they, they, I think they got The Office because they know people love to stream The yes. Office. And, you know, HBO Max got Friends because they think people don't want to watch that. So Apple TV doesn't have any of that stuff. But now they have a show which, if they can keep going, and, and if they can promote the show, that's part of the other part of the problem. Nobody knows what the hell this thing is because nobody's seen it. And it's just like, man, this is a gem. It's really just, and it's, it's such a unique and specific show. And yet by the promotional materials that I did see about it and what I assumed it was, I just assumed it was more derivative sort of like that. There was that when I was a kid, there was uh, there was that sitcom called coach. Oh, yeah, with uh, Craig T. Nelson. Yes, Craig Absolutely. T. Nelson. And, you know, I saw him like, oh, is this just that, like an updated sort of version of that? Like, I didn't know what the hell it was. But it's it's really, it, it's just really enjoyable. And I just hope people can catch it, that they, they can seek it out and see it and just be like, oh, okay, this is possible. And yeah. it, very talented people involved. And look, Jason Sudeikis is absolutely fantastic in this thing. Fan fantastic yes good for him and the idea that he was shooting this as he was going through his own personal tumult and turmoil in his marriage and all that stuff yeah it's like man how does this this cat have that energy and and able to do this good for him yeah well you know there's not a category in tv like there is for film we always talk about you know, great movies strive to be something kind of greater and have like an X factor and have the ability to live on. And most TV shows are not that. This is that quality. This is when you're like, everyone's firing the creative team, the writing team, you know, yeah. the characters, the acting, kind of the originality of the whole thing. This is, this is that, this is the big league. This is the big time. This is, this is, this doesn't happen that often. And when it does, please God stop and watch because you know, so often you don't get this. And that's part of the reason that, you know, I'm such a fan is I love it, but I know that this can be fleeting. So please, please, please use your free Apple plus membership and watch the show and tell your friends. Yes. And I'm just reading here that production began on the second season, January, 2021. So they, there was more episodes. Does it say how many total are in season? It doesn't. It doesn't doesn't say i mean i'm fine if they can do multiple seasons this good at 10 i don't need more i just don't want them to take three i don't want it to be larry david where he takes like six years off in between right <laughs> keep, keep making them we need them we need them <laughs> yeah what i'm hoping is that uh the show runs for 20 years and the new simpsons got it <laughs> yeah, it'll be the new simpsons and it'll just be rehashing the same old thing over and over again it'll be great i love it Wow, um, you just took a great show and just made it super I know, see, You did look, the anti-Ted Lasso. Get it out I of your know. head, man. Get I need more. Head. That's why I need more Ted Lasso because I'm so goddamn cynical. 
<laughs> so uh any final thoughts on Ted Lasso, which we did? I'm, I'm glad we didn't get too much into specifics because. Yeah, I, I keep trying to catch myself because there's things I want to say or like a point. But I, part of the show is letting that journey happen where you're not expecting things because it just makes it so much more interesting. Um, yeah. I can't stress enough. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, there's probably a lower age limit. I don't know at what point you wouldn't want your kids to watch it, but it's mostly you know, for sure, high school and up. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're good. But I mean, this literally you can you can watch it with just about anyone. And, you know, regardless of where you land on what type of content you like, this is as, as broad for four quadrants as you get. I mean, this is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean and, unless you just I, if you hate smiling and you hate, you know, anything ever giving you hope, then don't watch the show because this will. This will this will break your hardened heart uh, just as fast as it did mine. It's funny because that you would mention the age thing. It is a little murky about like what what the bottom number would be. But I think like high school kids or whatever, or maybe even, you know, junior high. I think it's actually a perfect show for them Um, because one of the main things for me in in a little known fact i i used to work with quote unquote young people uh playing sports and um it's is teaching kids resilience yeah and perseverance because you know as parents you want to protect your kids and you don't want bad things to happen to them and you try and you know you're get all helicoptery about it but bad things are going to happen yep and that is life and and you can't stop it and what you want to teach kids is how to be resilient when those bad things happen how to persevere and especially now coming up on a year in in a pandemic and the staggering toll that's taking on kids in particular um i think that teaching is as relevant as it has ever been and that's what this show's about it's about not some fake false optimism of like, you know, stiff upper lip, put on a smile, whole thing, but being resilient and persevering in the face of insurmountable pain and insurmountable odds. And that you will come out differently through that process. I'm going to make a modification. You're kind of right. But okay. I think the secret sauce that makes this work that's different than what you just said, all of which is true but it is his attitude and his choices not just i think a lot of people just be like you know suck it up and you know let stuff bounce off you and just keep walking this is almost like a moses type thing where like if you choose to do it this way or that like you can affect small changes that can make your world and those around you better and it gives it's more of an empowering mindset in terms of like yes Yes. bad stuff's gonna happen but you have more control even when everything else doesn't appear that way. And I think that's a good reminder that I think a lot of people just feel like, what can I do? And they're looking to like, how do I change everything? And you're like, no, start small, start with yourself, start with those around you. And that starts to cascade. And that's what I like about the show is like, this is like one dude call two. If you call his coach, you know, you know, the right hand wingman, that's a lot of change in a really short period of time. And it's kind of like wildfire as everybody starts to do little things. It's like you start your own little movement, but that's what I love about it. Is it just reminds people like choose your attitude, choose how you do things. And it's not that 
bad things aren't happening. It's not that there's going to be problems and that everything's all rosy, but there's something about that. There's something about how that energy, what energy you put out and how you kind of do it and how it works. And it's just like, I mean, everybody has it, but nobody wants to think about it. And this show kind of just shows you a, a nice blueprint of try this for a while and just see how your life changes. And I think it's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it. What I mean by persevere and, and uh, resilience is that idea of bad things are going to happen to you. And again, it's it's not a function of being just like, oh, I'm going to power through it. It's um, like that phrase uh, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, you know, it's the sort of transcendentalist uh, view. And that's true. So you can interpret anything that happens to you. And, you know, and we see this today all the time is people can interpret any interaction or any event that happens and become a victim from it. Yeah. And Ted Lasso refuses to do that. Correct. That's, 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 the perfect way of it. Yeah, that's, the magic. that's what it's about. That's what I mean by persevere and being resilient is that you can interpret that it, it, to be like, Oh, everybody's out to get me. And okay. Well, that may not be the reality, but if you want to create that reality, you have to have that mindset yeah. and then that will become true. Whereas with Ted Lasso, he's like, Hey, I'm just going to keep taking one step forward, keep a smile on my face and keep working. And he works. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't that, happen. doesn't fall out of the sky. It's not, no, even. and not everything changes. Some mm -hmm. things are still difficult and he doesn't get the results he wants, but he never diminishes himself. He never has a pity party. He just keeps going. And like you say, he also, he's playing the long game. And sometimes the things he's doing now are difficult and they pay off in the long run, not even just for him or not even for him. Correct. But for the people he's trying to help. And so that's what I mean by that. And um, I, I yeah, mean, so I, it, that's perfect. I mean, I, I, I agree with everything you said. And I think the the interesting part is, is, I mean, granted, these are these are rich people, you know, owners of football clubs, the new coach yeah. like players. I mean, they, these aren't people who are financially strapped. But, yeah, these are rich people that like us. That's why yeah, we like, like the show. Like, <laughs> that's why we like it. No, but I was, <laughs> what I was going to say is in reality, Ted Lasso is you know could be very easily classified as a victim all like almost everything that's coming at him like it's malicious like, you yeah know? oh yeah and and i think that's what you know you start to break down and then you start to realize why people are doing what they're doing and you're like oh well, it's not necessarily like they're trying to beat up on him it's other things and there's that growth and i think it's just a great it's almost like a mr rogers yokes know, yes know, yeah like moment rewrapped in modern things where you're like oh you know, okay, I maybe I need to step back and, and take a breath with, you know, a lot of my other assumptions and just, you know, be a little bit more like Ted Lasso and how, you know, let's get those little bands. What would Ted Lasso do? <laughs> right, <laughs> I, totally. think, I, I think that would make the world a, a better place. And I think it would make people happier in their individual lives. And you're like, all right, let's, let's explore that a little bit more. So, I mean, enjoy the show, but then do give it a little bit of intellectual thought and what happens if I, if I acted a little bit more like that, or if I, if I applied some of these to my life and I, I think that would be, I would like that world. I would like a Ted Lasso world. <laughs> I would too. And you know, for, for listeners at home who can't see us right now um, and who have never seen, I assume never seen us. 
uh, Barry has multiple facial tattoos and <laughs> I think he should get right across. He has a spot open right above his eyebrows that should say, what would Ted Lasso do? There, and I just think you should do that, buddy. Next week, next week, baby. <laughs> you, know, you know what we should get? We should start a GoFundMe yeah. <laughs> and see if we can raise the money for you to get a what would Ted Lasso do tattoo on your forehead. Oh, It'll be great. <laughs> and the podcast just fell into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So any closing thoughts on Ted Lasso, which we both thoroughly enjoyed the 10 episodes from season one. Anything else to add? I mean, I know that I know people have time. I just, I mean, I can't stress enough. Go watch it and please pass the word because we need more shows like this in the world. And if the more successful they are, the more creators are going to want to figure out how and why this works. So enjoy, enjoy the masterpiece while it's with us. Yeah. And, and listen, if, the, if a show like this can win me over, yeah. can win some <laughs> that's, true. that's true that's all you need to say yeah one mic I mean... over you need to go right now <laughs> quit work go home start streaming i'm the most cynical bastard on the planet and i was just like i'm in love with ted lasso it just happened so yeah go check it out if you can and, and try and good luck trying to figure out apple tv plus <laughs> navigating that minefield but uh yeah so that's it folks we we enjoy ted lasso and we hope you do too and uh Go on out there and see it. And we will see you next time here on Look at California, Field, Minnesota.